Hey, welcome to Connection Over Coffee with me, Phil McAuliffe, the loneliness guy. Today, we're going to have a chat about how you can speak about your loneliness and how you can share your loneliness story. Before we go on, this podcast is all about destigmatizing loneliness and promoting authentic connection for gay men globally. It contains content relating to the mental, physical, and emotional well being of gay men. If this is going to offend you or anyone in earshot, now's the time for you to move on. Okay, with all of that said, you can go and get us a table and I'll go get us some coffees. Here you go. If this is the first time that you've connected over coffee with me, I want to say a huge and warm welcome to you. I realize that you may have just taken a huge step into engaging with the thoughts and feelings or that you're a gay man who's experiencing some loneliness. I want to say thank you for navigating your way to this part of the internet and recognize your courage and bravery for simply pressing play. And if you're a return coffee guest with me, welcome back. It's always great to have you here. Whether you're a first-time listener or a, uh, a return listener, really would appreciate a like, a share, a, a, or subscribe to this podcast, knowing that as my friend Alexander Girard says from the Proud to Be Out podcast that sharing is caring and it really helps um, get the message out to other gay men who are experiencing some loneliness in their life that they're not alone and that there are people, there's resources available to help them find the authentic connection that they need in life. Part of those resources are on my website, thelonelinessguy.com, and uh, I've got lots of resources uh, from crisis support, from coaches, um, from other people like Sophia, Sophia Kokores, who's working in the loneliness and connection space, uh, as well as details of how you can join my exclusive Facebook group for premium subscribers where we work together as a group, as a community of gay men all over the world to get that real, genuine and authentic connection in our lives together. So if you want details on that, there's a link in the episode description um, on uh, through the service through on which you're now listening. And with all of that said, let's crack into episode 15 of this uh, of, of, of our chats. I can't believe this has been our 15th chat over the past few months. And this, this conversation comes after I published a blog post uh, on Thursday the 15th of October 2020 uh, entitled How to Speak About Your Loneliness. Now, this came from in, in direct... Um, as a direct result of feedback that I received to an Instagram poll that I put out after um, 
dropping, publishing, releasing the episode 12 on speaking, the importance of speaking your loneliness story. And that episode focused on how important it is to actually speak about your connect, uh, your, your need for connection, your loneliness. But the feedback that I received is that um, you don't, you don't speak uh, about your loneliness experience because, well, you don't know how, you don't know how to do it. So that got me thinking that, um, and the blog post, which, um, which, as I said, I released last Thursday, and this episode are really a step-by-step guide on how to speak about your loneliness. So, before I do go on, I want to make one thing very clear. In speaking about your loneliness, I recognize, or in speaking about our loneliness collectively, I recognize that we can generally just feel very uncomfortable, a lot of disquiet, a lot of angst, perhaps anxiety about merely saying that we are lonely, not only to others, but within ourselves. That is part of the stigma of loneliness and goes to the very core of my work at the loneliness guy in destigmatizing loneliness i want to help you help i guess the world to become comfortable in saying you know i'm lonely i need to have a chat with you as comfortably as i'm cold i need a hug or something something otherwise generally routine um, and but I recognize that we're not there yet and we might not really ever get there um, if, if I'm being realistic but you can get more comfortable with your loneliness in the same way that I have become more comfortable not comfortable more comfortable talking about my loneliness and how I then get the genuine connection that I need in life. That feeling, as I said, is stigma, but vulnerability is at the very core of how we can feel just so disquiet upset however you want to describe it i could variously describe it in in lots of different ways but we can feel shit we can feel shit about how we experience loneliness and then even then go to express our loneliness and 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 talk about it that is vulnerability and vulnerability is a strength but you might be just like I do, working against a whole lot of conditioning that we have picked up in our life from various sources um, uh, about what it means to be a man. Not necessarily just what, what it means to be a gay man, but to be a man in many societies around the world is to have all your shit sorted and to be that fully self contained island and not needing any help so there is a stigma already leaving aside the stigma of loneliness there is a stigma already about how we 
ask for help. So the, those, those thoughts, those feelings that you might be experiencing right now about even contemplating uh, sharing your loneliness, speaking your loneliness, that vulnerability is real and it's important that we acknowledge it because that vulnerability, as my intellectual crush, Dr. Brene Brown says, and I found this so tremendously inspiring when I watched her TED talk on vulnerability um, a few years ago, when she said vulnerability, we perceive as a weakness in ourselves, but a strength in others. And I take great comfort from that knowledge, but without doubt, vulnerability, uh, I would much prefer to go through life without being vulnerable. I'm going to be honest with you, just to say that, you know, sitting here with a microphone in my room in this small city, in this small country, at the end of the world, I'm in Wellington in New Zealand right now, means that, you know, it's, it's still an uncomfortable experience putting myself out in the world in this way being heard my voice being heard wherever you are in the world and if you're watching on youtube watching me talking into a microphone in this small room in this small city in this small country at the end of the world it vulnerability never stops being uncomfortable and that's the point because it is a strength in us but we do have to go through a process within ourselves in order to be vulnerable and if we're being you know vulnerable enough and we're kind of comfortable it either means that we've done work within ourselves and I'm more and more comfortable now talking about my loneliness story God, I've got two websites, all based on my experience of loneliness. I, I, I do have a degree of comfort around my loneliness, but it's, I still get very uh, um, well upset when talking about my, my loneliness, and that's okay. I do it anyway. And the other thing that that feeling that you're feeling right now is and and not wanting to share or, or you may have exhausted all other options you feel like you've exhausted all the other options in life in dealing with your loneliness and now you've come to the realization that you just need to speak it you need to speak it um, to move into loneliness and move through it you've come to that realization and well done because that realization or that feeling has kept you from experiencing loneliness as the short-term emotion that it is. And that fear of being vulnerable, that fear of judgment and that fear of judgment coming from others, but perhaps more from yourself, has prevented you experiencing loneliness as a natural human emotion designed for short term um, uh, to, to be experienced in the short term into perhaps if you're like me a state of chronic loneliness where we we, we become we, we we begin sadly to accept that loneliness is part of us so 
there's been a lot to get to this point and we're going to hold hands and jump in together with the next over the next few minutes of this podcast where I talk about the seven steps of how to talk about your loneliness and what happens after that. Okay, so quick sip of coffee for all of us before we we jump into those seven steps. All right, here we go. Step one. All right, step one is who has earned the right to hear your loneliness story? Who is worthy of you? Now, worthiness is at the heart of loneliness. So many lonely people, indeed almost every lonely person, including me, struggles with worthiness. Thoughts and feelings of not being worthy enough to have people engage with us in our life or we are not worthy to engage with others. Whichever way we put it, it's tremendously sad. But sadness aside, it is the reality, I feel, of the lonely experience. It really does call into question our worthiness. But listener, viewer, I promise you that there is someone in your life who has earned the right to hear your story, who has earned the right to hear your loneliness story. And the cruel irony of the lonely mind and the lonely soul is that we truly think and feel that there is nobody who has earned the right. And if that someone who if you really do feel that that someone in your like there is no one in your lived life in your I guess real life who has earned that right perhaps I have perhaps I have if you are a frequent consumer uh, of my work if you read my words if you follow me on social media if you listen to this podcast or indeed watch it on YouTube perhaps I have earned that right and hearing your stories, hearing our own stories, it never ceases to be an absolute privilege to hear that. And if you don't think that there's someone directly in your life who has earned the right to hear your story, perhaps, you know, your partner, your spouse, good friend, relative, family member, uh, me, then perhaps someone from a counselling service uh, and I've got some LGBTQ specific links uh, or links to specific LGBTQ um, uh, counselling services in a, in a number of different countries on my site and there's, there's going to be a link in the episode description um, for in the description for this episode. But someone, someone somewhere has earned the right to hear your story. And if you really, really do think that that there's nobody who's earned that right, I lovingly and, and, and with kindness and honesty call bullshit and invite you to think again. Someone, somewhere has earned the right to hear your loneliness story. Who, who is it for you? 
Second step is doing connection. So we now are having identified someone who has earned the right to hear your story of loneliness and, and, and recognizes it as the privilege that it, we, that it is. You need to do something. To connect is a verb. It requires you to do something. And this is just so scary. And it's at this step. It's at this step that we can experience the power of the stories that we tell ourselves. We can tell ourselves stories that, um, uh, that, that, well, I can tell myself stories that I'm far too busy to do something, that I'm far too, that I'm not ready enough to do something I haven't prepared enough or I don't know yet what words to say and I can talk myself out of anything I will be looking at the power of these stories that we tell ourselves and the power of the stories that I tell myself um, in future content but right now we just need to have awareness that our minds our lonely minds have turned into potentially turn into master storytellers worthy of um, ascribing um, uh, uh, what's the word um, uh, 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 motivations to all the other players in our lives about how they're too busy or I'm too busy and, and, and generally it's around busyness for me um, but know that that goes to the questions about your own worthiness and without doubt you are worthy of um, the connection that you need in life. The next step is a reminder that you can do this. And you can do this and indeed you must take these steps because you are worth it. Again, worthiness. And it's now time to reckon with that fear of being vulnerable. And again, I want to quote uh, Dr. Brene Brown, my intellectual crush. And I shared this quote in the blog post. And the quote is, We associate vulnerability with emotions we want to avoid, such as fear, shame, and uncertainty. Yet we too often lose sight of the fact that vulnerability is also the birthplace of joy, belonging, creativity, authenticity, and love. We cannot be vulnerable, well, we cannot avoid vulnerability if we need connection, if we need to be feel that we are worthy to feel that we belong and vulnerability again is a strength and it's a strength for this very reason is that it's bloody hard to do um, but that's okay let's go on to step four so having recognized someone uh, and identified someone who has earned the right to hear our story and then we um we, we've 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 gotten to this stage because we know that we are worthy that we have reached out to arrange 
um, a chat with this person. We are doing the connection. We're going to take this next step, which is about preparing ourselves for the conversation. And I'm going to say quite a few of you are like me and want to have these difficult conversations in the best way possible. And for me, many times, still, I recognize this. I, I, I don't do it as much anymore. I, I recognize it for what it is now. But I would avoid these difficult conversations, these uncomfortable conversations, these vulnerable conversations in all aspects of my life, you know, within myself, with those I love most and say at work, I would avoid being a people pleaser. I would avoid the difficult conversations where I might be putting other people out. And the price that I paid for that was me. I paid that price by becoming less me, becoming disconnected from myself. But I, I would avoid those difficult conversations because I couldn't control, well, until I could control how I was perceived, how my words would come across and there'd be no ambiguity and I'd still be thought well of. I, I would avoid these conversations until I knew that the judgment that I would receive would be positive, that people would still like me, people would still respect me for having these difficult conversations and it was only when I was satisfied within myself that all of this could be controlled that I would then have it needless to say needless to say I didn't have many of these conversations I dreaded them I would lose sleep over them I'd get myself into such a state that I could talk myself out of it again the power of the stories that I was telling myself that I do tell myself so this is a point that um, I that revolutionized how I approach these difficult conversations within myself, with others, and with the world in general. And this is simply the, the knowledge that every conversation can be made better when we approach it with kindness and honesty. And so those three words kindness and honesty have become a mantra in my work when I'm helping you become more connected and do better connection and get the kind of authentic connection that you need in life. We do this, I'm firmly convinced, through approaching these conversations with kindness and honesty. And when we're talking about kindness and honesty, it's not just kindness and honesty with the person that we're sharing uh, our story with or engaging in conversation, be it at work, be it, you know, in, in, in society or, or, or whatever. These are kind and honest conversations that need to be kind and honest within ourselves, within you, just as much as I have kind and honest conversations within myself. Kindness and honesty is a superpower. I'm firmly convinced of this and it revolutionized how I approach these conversations because I realize that I can only control how I approach these conversations. 
how I, uh, and, and I can't control how my message is received. Indeed, people tend to not like being controlled um, and, and manipulated and, 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 and um, corralled to a certain point of view that can kind of that can sometimes upset people um but i can only i can control how i interact and i choose time and time and time again every time i have these difficult conversations these tough conversations at work and when i came out when I came out to my then wife, when my then wife and I decided to separate, kindness and honesty always is how I choose to approach it, to approach these tough conversations within myself and the conversations um, themselves. Because then it allows me to be in the moment. It can allow me to respond to what's being said, not how I imagined things needed to go. And kindness and honesty must start within yourself first. Step five. Speaking our loneliness. So once we've identified someone with whom we, uh, we feel has earned the right to hear our loneliness story and we've set up the time, set up the place and we've worked through how we are, um, we are worthy of having this conversation and, and recognised and acknowledged the, 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 the toughness of the situation, the general crappiness, the shittiness of the situation... And then we've resolved to approach it with kindness and honesty. The next part is opening our mouths and speaking our loneliness story. And this is a really tough step because this is what we've been avoiding perhaps for years, right? And it's hard because as a society, I'm firmly convinced, as a society, we simply do not have the words that, that you know, that otherwise uh, we have in other social, awkward social situations um, about how to convey our loneliness. And, and we convey our loneliness by opening our mouths and saying something. Now, that's hard. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's hard. So my invitation is to you, my suggestion is to you, is to use me. Use me and my work. Say something like, oh, I read this great blog the other day or I listened to a good podcast about being gay, being a gay man, and um, the importance of real and authentic connection in my life. And I've been thinking that I, I really need more connection, like real connection in my life. You know, I'm lonely. Something like that. But it's important that you say the words, I'm lonely. 
because only when we own those words in a similar way to how we've said, most of us have said that I'm gay brings that power back into us. In a similar way, admitting aloud that I'm lonely brings that power back into me. It stops being something that I'm afraid of and becomes me. And that's a tremendously, it's a magical moment. It's a magical moment because we then begin to see what the statement, I'm lonely, what that can then lead to. Because then, then we start to get the connection that we need. And in speaking our loneliness, we need to resist We need to embrace the silence that comes after that and resist the urge to feel the awkward silence as the person with whom we've shared our news, shared our story, processes it and wants to know what to say. Because in a similar way to not knowing how to speak about loneliness, our own loneliness, we often don't know how to respond to someone who has spoken about their loneliness. And so they will understandably need a few moments to process it. Resist the urge. Resist the urge to fill that awkward silence with more words. Resist the urge. Please resist the urge to dismiss what you have just admitted where you have just honoured that part of you that has been longing for perhaps so long if you've been suffering chronic loneliness, that has been longing for you to speak up and acknowledge the presence of loneliness within you. Resist the urge to fill that, that, that void with silence and resist the urge to dismiss everything that you just said so that dismissal might sound like, you know, oh God, you know, awkward silence, need to fill it. And you say, you know, oh, but you know, it's not that bad. Don't worry. You know, you know it's, it's, it's only been a touch of it. Like it's only been a few weeks. It's, it's not been a bad thing or whatever. Stop. Stop. Don't dismiss it. Own it. Own it. Honor what you've just said. And if anything, give yourself... Uh, hug give yourself something to acknowledge your bravery and your courage for speaking your truth because something in that moment something is magic happens it's a magical moment because connection starts in that moment don't speak over the top of it And if you can't speak it yet, if you can't speak it yet, can you write yourself a letter? Write yourself a letter or perhaps journal speaking to yourself about loneliness because it's all about recognizing that part within you that you've been denying or ignoring or avoiding for so long. It's it's about acknowledging its presence and that it is there. So whether you speak it aloud, which is preferable with someone else, 
or that you at least write it to yourself, that they are both very powerful steps to make in getting that connection that you need. So, step six. What happens now? So once you've opened your mouth and honest words have flowed out, what happens next? And after that brief pause, that perhaps awkward pause when, when someone's receiving our news and wanting to respond, odds are that you will hear the words me too or a variation of the words me too in the response because remember, back in 2019 in responding to a surveys in the United States about feeling lonely some of the time or all of the time, Almost 66%, two in three respondents said that they feel lonely almost all the time or all the time. So I'm going to take a punt. Statistically, you'll be met with me too. Me too. You will at least have the person with whom you've shared your news reflecting on the state of their own connection. And that's a great thing. That's a great thing. So you'll be met with a me too. You might also be met with someone who wants to fix the problem. And that's great. Someone can have suggestions. Someone can do things and and offer ideas and things like that. But I want to be really clear on this point. Loneliness is yours. Your loneliness is yours and yours alone to fix. Someone cannot do the connection, take that away from you and do the connection that you need. Um, And it can't be done by a third party. You can't outsource it. It's got to be you. So if someone wants to fix it, just say thank you. Thank you for trying to fix it. That's really, that's just lovely of you. But I just need you to listen right now. I need you to um, to, to listen to my story of loneliness without going to fix it. Fixing can come at another time. Um, but for now, it's all about the acknowledgement. But the last response, the last response perhaps is the one that we've tried to avoid. And there can be a whole range of other responses. But this response is one that we've tried to avoid. And that is where we receive positive Uh, affirmations we receive you know we hear all the right things that all the right things are said and we we feel the burden of loneliness has started to, 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 to lift but then we notice over time that there has been uh, uh, there's there's a gap there's a disconnect between what's said and what's done texts go unresponded or requests for another coffee or another drink or a meal or hanging out go are received in a very non-committal way this hurts this really really hurts and if you have experienced it before you know what i'm saying this rejection after being vulnerable this feeling of rejection, this this judgment can make us feel so ashamed, so ashamed. But listener, I promise you, this is not on you. This is on them. 
This is on them. And I'm saying this to you, but I'm also saying this to myself as a reminder to myself right now. Because what we've done in admitting our loneliness and our desire for real, authentic connection in our lives, we've held up a mirror to others. And our admission and the mirror holding upness can be uh, uh, can force some uncomfortable reflection in the person with whom we've shared our story. And I see this a lot. I see this a lot in my work, in negative responses that I get to my work and, and, and doing this. By saying that the connection that we have in our lives is not sufficient, it's not authentic, it's not genuine, it's not what we need, we can force some people to reflect on the quality of their co their connection and they can begin to face some uncomfortable truths and if you remind them of what and and your bravery and your courage and your commitment to do something about your loneliness reminds them that what they've been doing to avoid the thoughts and feelings of loneliness for years, perhaps, isn't working. But another round of avoidance, another round of doubling down on, on what makes them, um, uh, what numbs that pain within, that's entirely understandable because just like you listener i've done that too i spent years avoiding my loneliness and so i'm well familiar with that with the discomfort with the awful feeling of loneliness we don't like to be to have our loneliness pointed out we don't like to have the 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 quality the the, the lack of quality connections in our life pointed out to us do we so that's okay, that's them. They've begun then their own reckoning. Perhaps begun their own reckoning. But again, listener, I want to celebrate, just like pressing play on this podcast episode. I want to recognize the courage, the bravery that you have done because what you do when you speak of your loneliness you create a social space in which it is safe for others to step up and talk about their loneliness, to do connection, or to, at the very least, reflect within themselves about their loneliness and their need for real, authentic connection in life. And if the person with whom you've shared your, your story, your loneliness story, is gay, then we're also well aware of the, um, the stigma of loneliness, the fear of loneliness, the judgment of loneliness in the gay communities because we all fear it. And someone admitting that they're lonely strikes, potentially strikes the fear of God into us. 
that the partying that has been happening the the holidays that's been that have gone on the amazing house the great car the amazing job still are not enough to fill that void within us that must be filled with connection and that's an uncomfortable realization isn't it so again that response which someone pulls away from you that's not on you that's not on you that's on them that's on them and I say this to you now out of kindness and honesty but I'm also saying it to myself kindly and honestly because sometimes I need to hear that too let me promise you that uh, going to a party listener and talking about uh, what I do is a fantastic way shutting down a conversation for precisely that reason because so many of us feel lonely but we don't know what to do with it and we can't exactly verbalize it either and so talking to the loneliness guy at a party and hearing about what I do um, uh, tends to have me uh, uh, not talking about what I do unless I sense that someone's actually really interested um, so yeah, I'm well aware, of, I'm well familiar with that. The final step is what's next. And that what next is um, as simple as making a, an appointment, putting something in your diary to then follow up with someone with whom you've just shared your loneliness story. It sounds terribly... Um, uh, scheduled Ta- sounds terribly like regimented or, 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 or forced but in future content we'll be talking about busyness and how busyness is a scourge busyness kills connection and unless you schedule time in and treat it like the important appointment that it is a commitment to then meet up regularly sort of drifts it drifts and life gets in the way we know that just like clean water just like good food so not rancid food and potable water connection real connection is life sustaining it is as important as eating and drinking to us humans and so scheduling Essentially, scheduling meal times for your soul is what we need to do. And it does sound completely, um, uh, uh, you know, just unspontaneous and uh, all those kind of regimented uh, scheduled things. But scheduling connection is the way that we make schedu- we make connection happen guaranteed to make that happen but that next chat when it does happen we need to be aware that we don't go back into a safe zone and it doesn't mean that every conversation we have needs to get deep and meaningful and real and authentic and you know we need to bear our souls to everyone all the time not at all not at all 
but we also don't want to go back into the comfort zone because the comfort zone was not meeting our connection needs, was it? So if the conversation just doesn't go beyond the weather or sport or sex or dating or hookups or politics or whatever it is, if it doesn't go beyond that small talk and get real, then I question whether that's that connection need being met. All right. So that's it. That's the seven steps. Um, if Easy, right? <laughs> only seven steps. God, you do it in your sleep from next week, right? Listener, viewer, make no mistake as we wrap up this episode that this is hard. It is really, really difficult stuff. But I hope with those seven steps that you have got um, a, a map of how at least I talk about my loneliness story and have had spoken and shared my loneliness story way before I decided to create two websites and write a book and have two podcasts on the topic. Um, so that might not be in your future, but most certainly in your future needs to be sharing your loneliness. And I've just given you seven steps for how to how you can do that and i know you can i really do and if you want to share your experience how you have shared your loneliness i'd love to hear it please send me an email to connect at thelonelinessguide.com if you want to send an email share it uh, with me on social media i'm on facebook instagram um twitter uh, and I think that's it, but also Pinterest. Um, but I would love to have you come and join the um, premium subscribers group on Facebook exclusively for premium subscribers of The Loneliness Guy. So go to thelonelinessguy.com forward slash subscribe, scroll down and then sign up to become a premium subscriber for 9.95 Australian dollars a month which is about 66 dollars 57 dollars US uh, a month at the moment all right so until we have another coffee in a few weeks time stay well be kind to yourself and be kind to each other and stay well I'll see you later all sounds that you heard in this episode were recorded at Prefab Eatery on Jesse Street, Wellington. All views expressed in this episode are my own and are intended to support, challenge and inspire gay men to consider the issue of loneliness and increase awareness of the need for authentic connection with themselves, with others and their communities as an antidote to loneliness. They are not intended to, nor should they, replace the advice of a licensed helping professional. Please consult the resources page on my website, thelonelinessguide.com, if you feel that you need the services of a licensed helping professional. Thanks for listening.